Shalom, shalom. Welcome to Dominion Plus Life with Grace Henderson. I'm so excited that you have tuned into this episode. And this theme today is going to be the anointing to lead. You know, since the ancient of days, there, there have been kingdom pioneers like you and I who believe that becoming a leader require them acting according with their natural passion and desires rather than acting or literally being influenced and inspired by the Holy Spirit. You see, and an empowerment to serve and to nurture that is, 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 it releases an anointing to lead. It takes our giving ourselves totally, absolutely to the plan and the purpose that the direction that the Holy Spirit is leading, and there will be a release of divine instructions. That, that would night power simply showing up is not going to cause the anointing to flow to lead. You know, in the book of Acts, the second chapter, the early Ecclesia didn't arrive empty handed. They had a fortitude to carry out the task and that heaven had planned for them to complete in their day. An anointing is a supernatural enabling power that works through human vessels to carry out God's task in such a way that it produced supernatural results. Everyone can lead and act effectively as a model of Christ in their day, even though that they may not be called to serve on leadership, that is pulpit leadership. You see, because it is not the assignment that heaven has intended for. And you see, so many people in past, present, and future have will probably attempt to wear shoes that just don't fit. And we all know when shoes don't fit, they don't feel good on your feet. You see, some people have even tried different things while others had attempted to imitate. They imitate the icons of, of dominion leaders in our day. But doing so, all they did is add stress to their life. You see, the art of leadership... It speaks volume in the heart of those who listen and those who, who are being groomed to be effective models of Christ in their day. You see, your influence and character has, as a leader, tells a story about the real you. You say, I'm just faking, I'm just jiving, and, and this is okay. No, your, your character and your influence has a lot to do to tell a story about you. You see, in First Chronicles, Corinthians, um, the eleventh chapter, verse one, Paul he re he released and resounded the sound of truth that we should never forget as we advance the the kingdom leadership that God has will for us to carry out. And Paul said it's so simple. He said, "Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ." In other words, he's saying that this template that I am revealing to you is the template I, re I receive from Christ. Now, let me give you some pitfalls, uh, the pitfalls and deceptive mindsets aimed to prevent people from becoming dominion leaders who impact their world, inspire others to maintain a mental toughness that, that reflect the authenticity of Christ's character and leadership. Pitfall number one, that, that there would be a demonstration of the law being an actor or trying to be a superstar in their own eyes. 
allowing the, the other words, they applying the principle of being acting instead of allowing the authenticness of the real person to reveal and to rely on God's grace to, to reshape and, and to redeem that faulty identity. You see, the early disciples were not perfect men. Rather, they, they were kingdom forerunners who collaborate with God's plans and purpose. In other words, they relied on the Spirit of God. You see, simply relying on the Holy Spirit would do the effective works in and through us without attempting to substitute or to conceal it. Pitfall number two. Failing to, to commit to, to trust God and flow in areas where God has been commissioned, has, flowing in areas where God has, has not commissioned them. Other words, they say, no, I'm not going to go over there. I'm going to do my thing here. It is my prerogative. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it takes faith to, to, to fulfill the destiny that God has planned for us. We don't wake up one morning and say, here we go. And boom, there he is. It takes our, our continuously trusting and hearing and doing exactly what heaven has created us to do in our day. Pitfall number three. Keeping one's eyes on the wrong things and on people. Paul tells us in Hebrews the 12th chapter, verse 2. And he tells us with great clarity, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of faith, who, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So keeping your eyes on the wrong thing will lead you to create a false image that an, an arrival of an inappropriate destiny. You see, the prodigal son must have kept his eyes fixed on something that influenced and stirred up an appetite for his interest, for intoxicated living. And it led him to the sheep cot. Another great example can be found in Genesis, where the first couple kept looking at the tree that God had instructed them not to touch. And then an unwelcome cut his spirit, begin to speak to them in a such a way that it shifts their obedience to God to disobeying his instruction. Now let me give you pitfall number four. Disobeying divine instruction and attempting to, to gain approval from others when the, for what you believe you should do. You see, bad counsel would destroy and obstruct the delivery of sweet and wonderful encounters. Dr. Or Roberts, he once put it like this. He said, when God speak, do not defer with no man. You see, no voice should be more powerful in your life than the voice of the shepherd. The voice of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I declare that every demonic instruction and influence that is designed to prevent you from living a life of destiny and purpose in today. I declare that the new day of, of accomplishing greater things begin today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Receive it. Now, pitfall number five. Failing to commit or to submit to anointed and mature leadership. 
You see, God never called us to be alone on an island. A man who, who's never received an impartation required for his destiny is doing life alone. You see, wise counsel create a, a, a canal of safety and protection. You see, ladies and gentlemen, many fallen leaders have experienced shame as a result of welcoming the spirit of pride and relying on themselves as well as shifting from the kingdom of light to doing business according to the principle of the kingdom of darkness. Accountability provides a safety net, and we cannot reroute our journey to please our own eyes or the eyes of somebody else. Or our commission require, for our commission require us to be effective pleasers of God. You see, God has delight in you obeying his word. You see, Solomon, he had a, a heart after God, particularly when it came to serving God's precious people. He didn't just talk a good game. He lived a life dedicated to the Lord as his servant and leader. Yes, he was not a perfect man. But he was willing to prove and prove in order to be a, a Christ-centered model in his day. And listen what he inquired of the Lord in Second Chronicles, the first chapter, verse 8 through 12. He said, you have shown great kindness to, my, my, to David, my father, and have made me king in this place. Now, Lord, let your, your promise to my father David be confirmed. For you have made me king over people, a people who are numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? And God said to Solomon, since your heart desire, it is your heart's desire, you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor the death of your enemies. And since you have not asked for long life, but for wisdom and knowledge and govern, to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you, and I will also give you wealth and possessions and honor and such as no king who was before you even had and none after you will have. Now think about this. He prays for wisdom and an anointing to be an effective leader. This is an anointing to, to lead again. And may the Holy Spirit awaken every dry bone and stir up the waters, uh, the waters, the rivers of God in you and, and cause a preordained shift to cause Christ authentic leadership, grace, and, and, and birth uncommon infallible proofs in our day. You see, there's a hungry and a dying world that longs to be free from Satan's grip. And the only way to do so is to activate the workings of Christ and expect the dunamis of God to bring, to bring forth supernatural encounters that, that all things change and be a reflection of his glory. Take your place and stay there 
and be the dominion advancer that God created you to be and silence the voice of the influence that say that you can't be. You can't do that. Put on your warrior's garment and prepare to fight for your destiny purposely. You see, Martha's model of leadership was not found on the inspiration or the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, but it was rather on emotions and sensitivity and feelings. You see, this type of leadership will advance, this type of leadership will not advance God's purpose, but rather it will override the Father's intents for the earth and, and for modern day of kingdom advancement. You see, Mary refused to participate in kitchen duty and serve herself. And so, so mother, mother is at that place. She is bothered that Mary is not moving. How many times have you, you've been in a place you want somebody to do something and they didn't do it and you just got beside yourself? There have always been people who go insane when you don't do what they expect you to do. And Martha was no exception. You see, knowing God's will for your life and doing it according as is a great treasure. And it will, it will cultivate happiness and joy and the shalom are, are discovered where we are at our set place and doing what heaven has commissioned us to do. You see, we must discern our part and be willing to do it if it calls us to get out of our comfort zone. You know, Paul, he, he reminds us in 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verse 27 through 30. He says, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, unworthy shall be guilty to the body and the blood of Christ. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat the bread and drink of that cup, and that he who eateth and drinketh unworthy eateth and drink in damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak, sickly among you, and many sleep. In other words, died immaturely. Get this. Notice the lattice, latter part of that scripture. It tells us a great mystery. And many encounter weakness and then sickness and then per immature death. There is a twofold application here. Not discerning the Lord's body. Those who don't discern that Jesus paid the price with his own blood and his body for our salvation, our healing, our victory, don't exercise their faith to receive what his body and blood purchased for us and that, that calls, for that cause why many are weak, sickly, and die immature. Now the second application to this. Not discerning the Lord's body. Now he's talking, in this place, he's talking about spiritual body. The first application was the physical body. 
So this this spiritual body it re, it refers to not discerning the the body of Christ that is in the earth today and believers not discerning this their place and their responsibility as a member of the body of Christ. You see, Paul said, for this cause, for not discerning either his physical body or his spiritual body. Many are sick and weak and, and die immaturely. Not a few, but many. First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verse 18, it tells us, Now have God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it pleased him. Every member has a specific role to play in the body of Christ, which is determined by God. In other words, I don't go and see, oh, I just, I, I, I want to do that. So, Lord, I'm going to do that. No, no. It doesn't work like that. Because God himself placed us in the body. And we are not permitted to leave the place where he has placed us. Many people are sick, weak, die immaturely because they did not recognize the place that God, the place that God had placed them in and do not function in that place. According to this scripture, it tells us God placed us where it pleased him. If he is pleased to place us in a specific location, we are not to be content with the location, that location, and not seek different location in our own choosing. Your place is where the anointing flow and flourish. You see, when we are in the place where God has placed us, we will receive a supply for our lives as well as bring a supply for others. Paul tells us in Ephesians the fourth chapter, verse 16, for whom the whole body jointly fitted, fittingly joined together, compact by that which is every joint supply according to the effective workings in the measure of every part, take, making increase of the body into the edifying of itself in love. This scripture is telling us that when every member of the body occupy and function in the place where they belong, they will bring a supply to the body of Christ and receive a supply for their own life. As a result, the body will expand and be built up and be strengthened. You see, when dominion believers live, lives are lack. It is often because they are not in the place where God has set them in. As a result, they are not receiving what they require. We don't just fit anywhere. We fit where God has placed us. And if you are not assured of your role in the body of Christ, simply serve at, at, at the your church and, and, and use your natural abilities and your spiritual abilities to manifest as you are faithful in doing so. You see, in this generation, modern day sons of God, 
want to get in the pulpit instead of growing and developing to, to, to take reins in, in the character and the counsel of the Lord as they prepare for the calling they have been commissioned for. You see, I start serving in my set place in the body of Christ by cleaning toilets and doing whatever my pastor needed me to do. You see, faithfulness will cause God to promote you to a pacific and that set place and calling that you were born for. You see, the anointing will increase and bring a glorious supply. That's why it's not only important, but it's crucial that we plug in where God is leading. We don't fit anywhere except where he has set us. You see, discerning our part and bringing our supply to the body of Christ is a matter of life and death. As Paul stated, that many are weak and sickly and die immaturely as a result of not discerning the Lord's body, the body of Christ. And because we recognize the significance of discerning our part, we choose to discern and remain in the place where he has placed us. It pleased him when he, when we occupy and function in a set place that he has assigned us to. And it is, it is our joy and our delight to do what pleases our father. Hallelujah. There is a delight that God wants you to tap into. And to experience God. The anointing that leads. The anointing that calls heaven to come down. It comes from being and discerning your set place. And releasing the supply that God has empowered you with. Hallelujah. I want to thank you today for tuning in to this week's episode. And may you discern your set place. Locate it and stay there and let the Holy Spirit lead you. Remember, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Keep winning on your mind and let's please our King and watch his delight be revealed in you, through you, and even in your garden of life. Shalom. Thank you for tuning in. We are so excited that you have tuned in. We want to hear your testimonies and hear your stories of victory. Love you. God bless you. Be amazing. And if you got your testimony or you want to tell us your story, Send us an email at hisloveraines at icloud.com. Have an amazing day. And remember that Jesus is Lord. And let's yield ourselves as vessels that please him, please the Father in all that we do.
Love you. God bless you. Shalom, shalom.